0: You're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing into the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business, from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month, with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Very excited to welcome back my husband, Mike Kennedy, to the show. Last time he was here, we talked about his accident in the episode still arriving, but just at a different terminal. And this time we're going to be talking about something else. We're going to be talking about how we have actually started a new venture together and how things are going basically seven and a half years post-accident in this new thing that we're doing, Convoy Road Coffee Rooster. So Mike, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, babe.
0: All right. So tell everybody what has happened since January.
1: Well, on, on January 22nd, Dawn made a bet with me, she bet me a dollar, that she could sell our coffee on Facebook for $13.50 for a 12-ounce bag. And I thought to myself, hmm, lady, no, you're crazy. But that post sold 11 bags, and that's all I needed to know right there. And uh, from there, we've we've grown now eight months later to about $5,500 a month in coffee sales.
0: And let's talk about this whole coffee thing. So Convoy Roo Coffee Roasters is really where we kicked off. And this is just a small coffee roasting company that grew from a tabletop roaster and some unroasted beans. Why don't you tell everyone exactly how this started last Christmas?
1: Well, last Christmas, Dawn got me a tabletop coffee roaster and some unroasted beans. And I started playing around with it and then I got it got it Right. Uh, and we were drinking it and we both said, wow, this is pretty good. So so it just uh, she, she got me a Christmas present. I've, I wanted to do it. Um, always been passionate about coffee. And uh, that really turned into the beginning of this whole thing.
0: So why coffee? Let's talk about that. I mean, let's take people all the way back to this magnificent obsession with this great little bean that's grown all over the world in 51 different countries.
1: In the late 80s, I was stationed in Panama with the Airborne Infantry Unit down there and had a chance to try some Panama Baquete coffee. And when I did, it just blew my mind. It was so much better than that crap they served us in the mess hall. You know, the Army is not famous for its coffee, but um, that's what we were drinking in the mess hall. And I tried that coffee and I was like, wow, this is what coffee is supposed to be. And throughout the years, I just kept trying coffees from all over the world. And I thought to myself, wow, wouldn't it be cool to to grow coffee? And then I, I you know, I, I had moved back to the States by then. And I'm thinking, hmm, coffee doesn't grow very well in Kentucky. Matter of fact, probably doesn't grow at all. And then I was stationed at Fort Benning after that. And coffee doesn't grow there either. And plus, I was busy. I was, you know, on active duty and, and working all the time, gone all the time. Uh, just never got the chance to really pursue the the coffee passion in a way that would turn into a business you know last christmas she got me the roaster and like i said we we started drinking the coffee that we were roasting it was really good and and it took off on facebook and i was like hey we're starting a coffee company <laughs> so yeah it was just that's it goes way back I've, I've always been passionate about coffee and finally had the opportunity to, to pursue it
0: Yeah, just you left out one detail, and that is you're growing coffee now here in Northwest Ohio. Um, You say it doesn't grow in Georgia closer to the equator, but we actually have stood up a greenhouse here and you are growing
1: coffee. I am growing coffee. I have 47 coffee plants and they're all doing really well. Uh, The good thing is coffee is an understory plant. It likes shade. It doesn't like direct sunlight. So it's growing in, in our outbuilding. There's a window there. So some light comes in. It likes to have the temperature between sixty and eighty degrees, so we have a a portable air conditioning unit going out, uh, running all the time out there. And it likes the humidity high. Now, luckily, outside we get the we get the benefit of the outside of, of the natural humidity that that's happening here and in Northwest Ohio in the summertime. The humidity is pretty high, so so we're pretty good there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna ride it out through a January and see what happens. But yeah, so we're already growing the coffee as well. But I want to step back now and I want to talk about the business side of running Combo ro- Coffee Roasters. So, a couple of things that were different this time, I think that I want to draw people's attention to, is first off when we started this, um, you know, we came up with the numbers. I think right off the bat, even though it was thirteen fifty generally speaking we knew what the market could bear and we knew our numbers going in so once we made the decision that we were going to go forward with this you know we went ahead and started looking at the realities of what it would take to have the right packaging to do the labeling to do all the regulatory things to have a cottage food business Mm -hmm. Uh, we went ahead and looked at the cost of the beans if we were to get them in larger numbers because when we started we were actually only ordering 5 pounds and 10 pounds at a time because that's what we were selling. So we didn't have a lot of inventory in stock. We didn't put a lot in at first, and we did not buy a lot of inventory um, at first. So we actually were kind of inching along and in doing this. So when we built up to doing, you know, 150 pounds at a time, now that's kind of a big deal for us over eight months. But I do want to talk a little bit about how this time we gave ourselves permission to fail a lot more than we ever did back in Unique Consulting. Let's talk about some of the differences this time when we started and how I think we were a little bit more laid back than we ever were when we started the consulting company.
1: Back when we, when we were operating Unique Consulting, I was working 16, 18, sometimes 20 hours a day chasing clients, always thinking you had to get the next client, the next client, the next client instead of just letting the clients really come to me. And that's one of the big differences here with the coffee company. I started a a Facebook group, uh, actually meant to start a Facebook page. And that that Facebook group has grown to almost a thousand people now. And they're doing the advertising for us, really. They like the coffee. They are telling their friends about the coffee. They are posting in the group you know, pictures of our bags and how they brewed it and how much they like it and and so on, and so forth. And it's just grown tremendously because of we weren't chasing the clients. The clients were coming to us through our existing clients, our existing customers. So that's that's a huge difference between the coffee business and unique consulting. And I, I, we, we decided at the end of unique consulting that we would never chase customers or chase clients. Um, and we're not doing that here. We, we've kept the, kept our word on that one. Uh, and we know our numbers every single month. We didn't know enough when we were operating unique consulting to really track the business side of the business. Uh, but we certainly do now. And that's making a huge difference in our profitability, in our sales expectations, and the goals that we set. So so knowing our numbers has made a tremendous difference in the actual day-to-day operation of the of convoy road coffee roasters.
0: Yeah, another thing that I want to point out too is we grew very very quickly. We actually went into commercial space and commercial roasting in May. So really we were about a four-month old coffee roasting company when we had to make the decision to jump to a commercial roaster which in it considered a, a considerable investment. And then we had to go ahead and we had to convert a space that's attached to our house, 700 square feet, into something that would be food grade. So we had to paint every surface. We had to buy the shelving. We had to do all the things that you would need to do to stand up a facility. That was a significant financial investment. But what's interesting is I want to talk a little bit about the fact that there were moments where we went a couple of days without orders And we had to, just like everybody else, kind of put ourselves in the mindset that the orders would always come. And I think that that is another shift that we had. Instead of going into fear, I think we had built up enough of a customer base early on, and we were being very smart about our inventory management and making sure we didn't have too much sitting around. And we had plans for doing events on the books, and we had a good, solid marketing strategy that we were able to sit back a little bit and not get too worried. Although I do know that I've had one or two sleepless nights when we were making these large investments, because I was like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? We're only, only three or four months old. You know, what, what are we going to do if we can't make these payments or what are we going to do if we can't do these things? Because in honesty, we had a lease payment that had to be made on these roasters. They don't payments are leases because you write them up on your taxes it had to do with depreciation of equipment and things. And uh, these are pretty nice size investments for a very small coffee company. What is your take on that, that idea that we could go three or four days without an order, yet you still had the confidence that we were going to be okay?
1: There's a lot of truth in the fact that the customers will always come. There will always be somebody who wants to buy your product. And the, the days that you don't get any orders, those are it's really important that you hold the vision of, of what your company is going to be and have that confidence. And there's been several times in the past eight months that we've gone a couple of days without orders, but I always said to myself, the old orders will always come and they always have, and they continue to come. It's not slowing down. It's, it's speeding up. We're always adding new customers. We we're always getting repeat customers. Customers who buy multiple times each month, every month, again and again and again. So we, we just held the vision and we kept the confidence that that vision gave us. Uh, and that got us through those periods of a couple of days with no orders. Uh, just have to hold the vision and, and keep going.
0: And that vision, too, again, is is held with a little bit of evidence. I mean, we did know the numbers of people that were looking at our social media. We knew the number of people who were ordering, the number of people who were reordering, We started looking at percentages and we were making these decisions, um, you know, based on real evidence in front of us. One of the biggest things that I think I, I see people make mistakes on is they try to remember things. They try to remember what they did or they try to remember how things are going instead of looking at it in black and white on the page, especially when they're newer, when they're first starting out. From day one, we started tracking orders. In fact, we created order forms that we ourselves would fill out. Um, One of the reasons we did that was, you know, because of some memory issues and things to make it easier for us to go ahead and take care of our business. I do want to switch a little bit over and talk about some of the post-accident things, some of the cognitive things, some of the tiredness and things you started by writing people's names on the bags before we filled orders. And that actually has turned into something <laughs> people really love because it personalizes their order. But that's not why it started, is it?
1: No, it's not. I After the accident, the traumatic brain injury, I've, I've had some memory problems. And I started writing people's names on the upper left corner of the bags just so I would remember whose order was whose. And it turned into this really kind of neat personalized thing that customers really like. They get they get a bag of our coffee and it's got their name on it. They really like that. And you don't get that kind of service from a lot of other companies where they personalized the whole buying experience. But it it really, I just started doing it so I wouldn't forget whose order was what. And as it turns out, it's a really nice nice way to personalize everybody's order. And the customers really like it.
0: So let's talk about that too. Let's talk about alignment and let's talk about how some of the things we've had to do in order to support you in being able to be the roastmaster and to do the things that you do to manage the day-to-day, um, to take care of you and still support your recovery because you still do things, you know, frequently to support your own health. How does that work with our alignment? How have things shown up over and over again to prove to you that this is the business we're supposed to be in?
1: Well, first of all, let me let me say that I with the traumatic brain injury, I do tend to get swimmy brained a little bit when when we're really busy. But I know that Don knows that. So there are times where it's like, whoa, time out. I've got to go take a nap just to settle the the brain back down and that's so I can continue to function throughout the rest of the day.
0: How do we know that we are in alignment?
1: When you're in alignment, things happen for you, not necessarily to you. And we've seen that over and over again. We we were getting ready for the uh, big festival uh, here in Van Wert. We were expecting hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of customers and we were bagging orders Ba- we were bagging coffee using little home coffee grinders. And after burning two of them out completely and still having hundreds of bags to, we decided it was time to get the, the commercial grinder. It's a coffee mill and it just happened for us. We had the, we had the resources. We didn't have to borrow money. we just did it. That's turned into a great thing because there are seven or eight different settings on the grinder that allow us to customize the grind for customers, uh, which is really great. We were also coming into a, a festival we just did in Wren, Ohio, and being the summertime and it being really hot, we wanted to sell iced coffee. Not my thing. I, I'm a hot coffee guy, <laughs> but we came across the opportunity, dawned it actually, to get Two gallon and a half coffee servers that put on a platform and they actually keep the coffee warm for you. Um, those normally run about a thousand dollars. We found it for two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, so that that just happened for us too. We we needed it and we got a great deal on it. It just happened, and that's how we started to know and still know that we are in alignment. This is the thing that we are supposed to be doing. And the thing that will take us where we want to go to achieve the things that we want to achieve.
0: So this lines up beautifully, you know, with all the things I talked about, you know, as far as keeping your money and your mindset and your room for magic, the mechanics of your business and everything together so that you can run a business that you truly love to run. I have to ask you, Mike, how hard do you think you work every day?
1: (laughs) Boy, I'm tempted to give you a, I'm tempted to lie here, but I don't really work all that hard. I mean, really, it, it's quite enjoyable to take a raw coffee bean and roast it and turn it into something that billions of people around the world love and drink every single day. So it, it's just enjoyable and it's not really hard work per se. Sometimes it's, it's long work, but it's still enjoyable the whole time. That really, really don't work all that hard.
0: How does it feel now, almost eight years after the accident, to be back in entrepreneurship? It
1: feels really good. I, I, I've believed for a very long time that I was meant to, to be a business owner, to run a business, to bring products or services to, that change people's lives, that really help them get through their, their lives. After Unique Consulting, and the accident, there was some doubt there because we thought we might have been in alignment with Unique, but we weren't running Unique the way we know that we should run a business now. And after the accident, that was taken from us because I I could no longer do the work. But we were on track with Unique to make you know three hundred seventy five thousand dollars the year that I fell and had to turn all that back. And we were our our numbers were trending upward every year. Um, And we probably would have made a million dollars doing that and probably more, but it was taken from us because of the accident. And I had had to deal with that, had to accept that and realize that that wasn't the end of everything, still reasonably young. And I knew that I still had passions and things that I wanted to pursue because of what we learned from Unique, I could still pursue them. With the confidence that we didn't have when we first when we were running the the consulting company, it what it wasn't the end, you know, losing the the first business wasn't the end, Uh, and now we're running this one and it's going fantastic.
0: It really is. So we've grown over four thousand percent. I'm just to jump into the business side, but we've grown over four thousand percent since January. We are on track by the end of this year, if everything goes well, to have our manufacturing license and to go ahead and double again. And, you know, I, I am thrilled to be back in business with you. I never thought we would have a product business, though.
1: Yeah, I never thought that we'd be selling $13.50 13, bags of anything. I, I always kind of thought it would be a service business because that's what we'd done before. And that's what we were really good at. But sometimes you sometimes life just surprises you. It, it really does. If, if you're passionate about something, even if it's a, you know, $5 widget, or, or whatever, and you pursue that, and you're in alignment. It's going to happen for you. Um, I, I truly did not think I'd ever be selling products of any kind ever, but that's that's the way it is, and that that is really successful for us now. Selling thirteen dollar and fifty cent bags of coffee, or three dollar and fifty cent bags of coffee.
0: Right, and we're doing these, you know, this this money every month on these much <laughs> smaller bags of of things are much smaller dollar numbers than we ever thought possible. Hundreds of bags a month. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to put down in our show notes all the links to Convoy Road Coffee Roasters, including the link to our Facebook group, which has some pretty great people in it with lots of great coffee memes, um, some really funny stuff in there. If you happen to love coffee, go ahead and join our Facebook group and kind of follow our wacky adventures through this amazing new venture we're on
1: join the group folks. And if you like coffee, if you love coffee, join the group, take part in this adventure. It's a lot of fun. Uh, people are, are posting all the time, uh, funny things, serious things, coffee things.
0: Yep. So you can check us out. Thanks again, Mike, for being with me again today. And I'm sure in the future, once we get our manufacturing license and we get going, we will have another update at our next level of scaling. Thanks, babe. Take care and I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.